We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, please give John a follow, at Johnny McKex, and give myself a follow, at Jakeski52. John, before we dive into today's slate, just got to throw a stat out there for you. Clayton Kershaw, after his one nothing victory last night, another shutout, he now has more shutouts than walks this month. I mean, we saw him at a record high almost... 13,200 last night. Will his price reach 14,000, 15,000? I mean, what's the, what's this guy's limit? I mean, it, it's seriously getting out of hand at this point. He, he's really just like a human cheat code out there. And uh, yeah, I think 14K is definitely on the table. And if he if he keeps this up, uh, I think 15K is seriously not out of the realm of possibility. And as you know, kind of piling on to the to the more strikeouts and walks uh, I saw last night that it was like the first time all season he had gone two innings without a strikeout and then he proceeded to strike out three of the next four guys he faced I mean the, the guy is just unbelievable yeah he retired like the last I don't know maybe 14 15 batters in that game it, w- it was crazy 
He's just magical to watch. He's having one of the best pitching seasons of all time. One that's going to rival some of those Pedro Martinez seasons from back in back in the day, oh, yeah. 2000, 2001. Possibly even do better than that. I mean, the guy is just is just wild, and and it's going to be really tough. Like every single week where we we do a podcast with Kershaw on the slate, it's going to be all right. What two thousand to twenty three hundred dollar hitters we can use because <laughs> yep. I, I mean, and and that's the toughest part because I got burned in my lineups last night. I, I thought I was all clever getting Kershaw and Harper, and Harper ended mm-hmm. up getting me get me a goose egg there but uh yeah it's very tough to get those uh, lineups together but we'll be here all season long helping y'all find ways to do that yeah i think we found a few kind of near near bottom price guys for today's podcast as well you know and luckily you don't have to fit those guys in because uh, no kershaw tonight obviously mm-hmm. right on there is a full game of Full game of slate. Yeah, full set of games here for Tuesday. 15 games. There's one early contest going on as we record. That's uh, Odorizzi and the Rays against Kohler and the Marlins. The Tuesday MLB squeeze tonight is projected for 58,000 entries. Nice $15,000 top prize there. Man, it'd be nice to turn 3 bucks into 15k. Oof. You can go ahead and do that on FanDuel tonight. Let's go ahead and get it started, John. You're going to do a 50-50. Going to do a double up. You need a cash game strategy. Now there are a lot of pitchers to pick from. Uh, the top tier there looks like there's four pitchers over ten thousand dollars. That starts with Chris Sale at twelve thousand three hundred. Then you've got Samarja ten eight, Price ten seven, Strasburg ten six. Now for your cash games, you're looking for safety, of course. Here, do you use one of those guys, or are you dipping into the next tier? I actually am going to pay up tonight. Um, Obviously, Chris Sale, it's almost funny how how good he's been. He's overshadowed by Kershaw, but he's been almost as dominant, and he looks amazing this year. But uh, I really like Jeff Samarja's price tonight. Um, The Padres, he's he's going against the Padres at home, and Samarja's really just starting to look like that guy that the Giants were kind of hoping that they were getting when they picked him up in the offseason. In his last four starts, he's gone at least... Or eight innings three times in seven and two-thirds in the other appearance. Uh, he's been averaging uh, 7.25 strikeouts in that span, and it, that number would be a lot higher, actually, if he didn't only strike out three Diamondbacks uh, two starts ago. Uh, and then you factor in the you know the fact that the Padres haven't scored in 18 innings. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll probably put one across tonight or something like that, but, I mean, seriously, Samarja at home, uh, he's just pitching so well right now, about as well as I've seen him pitch in his career. So I, I think the win probability is certainly there. I'm going to go with uh, Samarja at 10-8. Going to throw out some wild stats about the Padres so far this season. Uh, you know, we mentioned a few weeks ago that the Braves were a full standard deviation in last place in terms of team weighted on base percentage. Right. Well, the Padres have caught up to them, and now they're both <laughs> sitting at 273. And that is because over the last 14 days, the Padres own a 244 weighted on base percentage that's 22 points worse than the Red Reds. And actually, uh, I mean, the Giants at 280 isn't the greatest either. But I mean, Padres is way behind everyone else. So Padres are going to continue to be a matchup to target just as much, if not more, than the Braves here over right. the next few weeks here. I'm going to go ahead and put in put in my hat here for Chris Sale tonight. I know he's 12,300 and you're going to have to make some sacrifices of course to accommodate that. But his price is starting to creep up to Kershaw level and here's why. 9 starts, 9 wins. So you got all 12, all all your starts are 12 point win bonuses. There you go. 158 ERA, 277 FIP suggests that might be on the way up a little bit but not overly drastic, no major regression coming. You got a .72 whip. His last 3 games, 63, 54 and 54 FanDuel points consistency high floor 
Uh, last time he faced Cleveland at home, put together a quality start with six strikeouts. And now he's got more momentum on his side, back-to-back complete games with just one earned run allowed each, and that was each in a solo home run. No walks in either matchup, too, so that's Jeez. always good for uh, for sale. And then, of course, you got to love the win probability tonight. He's going up against Josh Tomlin, and the White Sox are minus 166 favorites. So I think you can't really go wrong with Sale or Shark tonight. I, I, I like to think that Sale is a little bit safer. See, I owned, I owned Shark last year, and obviously that just burned me, me over too. and over and over again. So I think I have a slightly distorted view of Samarja, but... You know, with in San Francisco, just kind of that new setting, I really, I, I really do like. I mean, we're seeing a Cueto resurgence, another shutout last night for him. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a very similar thing with Samarja, and, and there's no better time to use him than against the Padres. Right, and I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat as you. I, I was all on the Samarja hype train last year, and you know, it didn't pan out the way we wanted. But yeah, he's he's really looking like a totally new guy this year, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking him or Sale tonight. Okay, right on, John. Well, let's move on to the hitters for the Tuesday slate of games here. Going to start with the catcher position and uh, try to find some value here. You know, the top uh, top catchers, not really over 4,000, so there's not there's not nothing you have to pay up for, but there's a lot in the mid-tier. Yeah, and, you know, catcher prices, I feel like, have been really, like, volatile th- uh, this year so far. I mean, at one point we had Grandall. I think as like the highest price catcher and now he you know he's I don't even know if he's hitting his body weight at this point but um, I'm gonna go with Wellington Castillo tonight at 3100 I think that's a really solid value for him I think that's right about where he should be priced and I understand uh, that Chris Herman uh, has really been on fire and he's been you know working his way into the lineup behind the plate um, but at the same time, I think Castillo is going to get the start Tuesday uh, just because uh, Francisco Liriano is on the mound. And in his career, he's got a 353 average with two homers and six walks and 17 career at-bats against Liriano. So even if he doesn't hit one out of the park, I think he's still got a good chance to get on base a few times and really like hit value for you. So you'll have to check our lineup pages, make sure that Castillo is indeed uh, behind the plate. But I think once he is locked in, I definitely like Castillo tonight. Yeah, Chris Herman, after the recent surge, if you want to call it, his price is up to 3400 and he's tied with Victor Martinez and Wilson Ramos for the highest price catcher on the slate, and it's only 3400 Then you go down to Buster Posey at 3300 I honestly think that Posey should be in play at that price pretty much on, on any given day. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't think he's going to fall down that much here. I'm going to go ahead and offer our listeners up just a quick punt play. I'm going to try to stack the Red Sox tonight, sneak sneak preview here against Jorge De La Rosa and ERA above 10 in the Rockies. Uh, so you, you can't really go down wrong there. And one thing I did notice is uh, even though Blake Swihart has started three straight games in left field, he's still going to have catcher eligibility for the immediate future. So that leaves him with a price at $2,200 at catcher. And I think the Red Sox are going to get through that order multiple times this evening. And uh, that'll give him, so it doesn't really matter that he's batting seventh or eighth because he should still get at least four or five, maybe six at bats, depending on how bad De La Rosa is. That's, That's definitely in play. And with no negative points or anything, I, I just I like the upside that's there for Swihart. So you can do a lot worse for twenty two hundred, and twenty two hundred is that's a very good start in getting a lineup with Sale to work, or even with Samarja because there's there's just so many high priced guys. If you were confident in price for whatever reason, ten seven, or felt you needed to use Strasburg ten six, you're going to have to make sacrifices one way or another. So I'm going to start that by taking a look at Blake Swihart tonight. What about first base, John? Now, here's another sort of punt play, you know, keeping that theme rolling. Uh, 
this one is definitely one you'll need to check back in once lineups are, are coming across later this afternoon. Uh, Clint Robinson, actually, of the Nationals at 2,300 against the Mets. Now, there's no guarantee that he's going to be starting, but if you, if you look at his... Uh, batter versus pitcher stats against Matt Harvey. He's got a 364 career average with four RBI and just 2K and 11 career at bats versus the Dark Knight. And on the flip side, Ryan Zimmerman uh, is batting only 211 with 5Ks and 19 at bats. And Robinson hasn't been in the lineup for a few days. So that means that Zimmerman's, he's a veteran, caught like, or uh, played first base, you know, three, four days in a row. I think Maybe Dusty Baker looks at the at the matchup here and gives Robinson the nod at first base. And if that's the case, at twenty three hundred, that's about as good as you're going to get for if you're going to like look for value at first base. Yeah, as long as we're on this Mets Nationals game here, I, w- I do want to bring up that today's as good of a night as any to fade Bryce Harper against Matt Harvey. He is just one for twenty two with seven strikeouts, so it's pretty brutal. And of course, uh, going in 0-4 for last night, I know Harvey is, is seemingly not the same pitcher that he's been for the last few years but if there was a night to fade Bryce Harper I think this would be it at the same time with that same reasoning maybe he's a GPP play if he can end up bouncing back but you're you're taking quite the risk there I think so too yeah it's uh yeah it's strange how as much as Harvey has struggled Harper still hasn't really been able to figure him out Mm -hmm. yeah now where you offered a kind of a punt play with Clint Robinson I'm going to throw out a high-priced option here at first base. I think Hanley Ramirez is definitely going to be part of my Boston Red Sox stack. I actually like using him over Ortiz at first base tonight because he's out $600 cheaper, so it saves you some money there. And he's pretty much torn up De La Rosa in his career, 11 for 28, two home runs, one two eight six OPS. So uh, a lot going for him for Hanley Ramirez. Uh, he's going to have the platoon matchup, of course, against De La Rosa, who is a lefty. So there's going to be just, just a lot going for this Red Sox, and, and there's going to be a lot of stack options here. You're going to see that as, as my theme, but I really do like hand ram tonight. Moving over to the Keystone, though, you got uh, you got a pick from a game with the highest over-under tonight, and that's the Angels and the Rangers with an over-under of 10. Uh, so you like Giovatella at second, I see. I do, and, you know, I think this might be the first time I've recommended an Angel this entire season. If you told me, you know, before the year that I would be recommending someone other than Trout or Pujols, you know, I would have been like, that's that's just not happening. But And especially Johnny Giovatella, a guy who has been such kind of a light hitter for his career, but that guy is just on an absolute absolute tear right now and you know Jackie Bradley Jr. obviously deserves most of the headlines for his hitting streak uh, but Giovatella has actually hit safely in 12 straight games bumping up his average from 200 at the start of that stretch up to 279 now and he's seeing the ball extremely well scalding it at an 89% contact rate uh, and he has better numbers on the road than he does at home so he'll be down in texas which is a hitter friendly park tonight and i you definitely like the fact that he's going against a lefty and martin perez uh so i i think giovatella at 3200 right about where he should be price wise and i think i'm going to take the momentum here and just keep rolling with him here yeah, I mean, if you're using a middle-tier pitcher from the 85 to 9,500 range, you're kind of right around 3,000 a player after that, and I mm-hmm. think Giovatella is absolutely an excellent option. I'm going to throw it out there that I'm going to try to work Pedroia in at 3,800. He's going to be a big part of my Boston stack, but understood that if you can't work him in, 
I'm going to look down for an under 3,000 option. I actually don't mind Scooter Jeanette at 2,700 going to Turner Field against Julio Tehran in the Braves. He's got the platoon matchup, and he brings you some upside batting out of the two spots. So Scooter Jeanette at 2,700 is someone that I will probably be looking at. What about the hot corner, John? I'm going to go with uh, Nick Castellanos of the Tigers at 3,500 going against Philadelphia's Jeremy Hellickson. Now, the Tigers are really starting to click uh, at the plate with the second-best average in the six most runs over the last two weeks in all of baseball and I think Castellanos is a big reason why I mean he leads the AL in batting average hitting just under 350 and he's put up points in eight straight games so you know that he's gonna at least he's not gonna leave you with a goose egg in all likelihood and he's going against a guy in Jeremy Hellickson doesn't have the best stuff and he's gonna be at home hitting in a really favorable part of the lineup in a lineup where it seems like now he's gonna have guys on base in front of him you know, provided that Miggy doesn't just go yard every single time he goes up. Uh, so I think Castellanos at 3,500 is a really nice play. I'm definitely looking at that. And there's going to be some more Tigers I'm looking at tonight as well. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just never really been a big believer in Hellickson. So you can absolutely throw any Tigers that you can see being in play there in this type of matchup. So a lot to like with Castellanos. He's really having a career season, probably winning a lot of folks. There's uh, season-long fantasy leagues. Right. But, uh, yeah, Castellanos at 3500 saves you some money from paying up for, for your, your Donaldsons and Arenados of the world here. I'm going to go a little further down the list here. Uh, I, I know you kind of like Verlander tonight, another sneak preview, but I think Michael Franco at 2800 is a bit underpriced. He's got back-to-back multi-hit games, including a home run on Monday, and he just brings so much potential to the table. Another very young hitter. that is, I feel like he's a threat for multiple home runs at any point. And yeah, I know Verlander's a tough matchup who has been a little bit better this year, but I'm just always looking at Franco as long as he's under 3,000 as a potential GPP play just because, he, yeah, he might take an 0 for 4, but the chances of him hitting two home runs in a game are spectacular and that, you know, getting you the 40-point performance is what you're going to need to cash, especially under $3,000 salary. Yep, So, and I'm a huge Franco fan. Like, I, I have him uh, and I have as many shares of him as I could get in season long, so I'm never going to dog a Michael Franco pick, especially at 2800 Yeah, there's uh, a lot to like there. Uh, there's always a lot to like at the hot corner, and you really it's a position you need to get some value out of at, at any given night. Now, what about shortstop here, John? We've got Xander Bogarts leading the list at 4400 Corey Seager, 41 Trevor Story's coming back down to earth a little bit with a $4,000 price tag. Paying up at shortstop today, or are we looking uh, a little bit in the next year, maybe? I'm going to take it one notch down. Uh, obviously, Bogarts is going to be a great play tonight, but I like Manny Machado uh, at 3,700. As long as Machado's under 4,000 and he's he's at the shortstop position, I'm going to at least consider him heavily every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand that he's 0 for 8 in his last uh, uh, or he's gone over in his last two games. Uh, he looked kind of lost, unfortunately, against Matt Shoemaker and Jared Weaver. Uh, those were both a couple of head-scratching games for me as an Orioles fan. But, uh, you know, they've had a day off to kind of decompress after kind of getting dominated by by Jared Weaver. So I think he, that day off is going gonna, is gonna to do wonders for him. He's going down to Houston, hitter-friendly park, going against Doug Fister. Uh, I just think that Machado is definitely going to going to kind of get his groove back tonight he's going to bounce back against Doug Fister in Houston one might say he's due perhaps I think that's fair to say mm-hmm. yeah so you know, again uh, 
there's there's ebbs and flows in daily, and even if you use them the last couple days and got burned, today might be a good day to use them just because of the way the numbers are. And I agree with you. As long as Machado sits under 4,000, he's going to be in consideration at least every single time. So good call on that one there, John. Uh, I know you mentioned... Xander Bogarts, 4,400. He's going to be my top play. Again, him and Hanley Ramirez, they're going to be expensive, but I'm going to try to get some sort of piece of them in all my Red Sox stacks. But if you can't afford Bogarts, if you wanted to go sail tonight, I'd never have a problem with with uh, using to- Troy Tulowitzki at 3,100, especially when he's playing at a hitter-friendly Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good, good spot to save money. Also, Didi Gregorius is only 2300 He'd be in consideration if you needed to punt a p- position. He's got a, uh, a, a platoon matchup going for him tonight. Again, hitting at the bottom of the order, but those games are typically pretty high scoring here, and uh, I just don't think you can go too wrong with that. I mean, I've been burned by that before. You know what you're getting at minimum price. Maybe shy away in your cash games, but uh, for GPPs, when you got to use your big pitchers and whatnot, uh, he might not be a bad punt play at shortstop here. Now, John, you got a couple outfielders uh, written down here. Uh, you w- want to share your direction and your strategy for the outfield here on Tuesday? Yeah, I'm going to do a couple uh, stack pairings. Uh, well, Maben, I'm stacking with Castellanos. I'm going to go with Cameron Maben here at 3,200. Uh, he's just been ridiculous in, since uh, he got back up. I know it was very frustrating when, when he uh, went down with that wrist injury. And, and the, I think in like this first spring training game, and uh, he's really kind of making up for lost time. He was hitting 600 going into last night's game. I think his average might have dipped even if he went like two for four or something like that. So he's, he's just tearing it up. He's got the still, stolen base potential. He's he's going to be hitting either seventh or sixth. I could see uh, just because of how good he's been and how kind of mediocre Justin Upton or Stephen Moya have been, uh, they could flip flop in the order. So you get Maven batting six behind Castellanos at five. I really like the upside there against Hellickson. So I'm definitely considering Maven tonight. And then uh, one of the one of the kind of maybe deeper cuts, if you will, uh, tonight in terms of stacks. I'm going to look at uh, some Twins outfielders. I'm going to go with Miguel Can- Miguel Sano and uh, Robbie Grossman. Sano, 3600 so, you know, a pretty uh, high price. And then Robbie Grossman, who's made a few starts in a row at 2300 And the reason I'm considering them is because of how terrible Edison Volquez is on the road this year. He, he has a K-to-walk uh, ratio under one. He's got like nine strikeouts and ten walks walks on the road uh he, he's re- allowed four home runs his era is sitting at a nice 8.22 with a 2.09 whip on the road so he's just get it he's just not even the same pitcher on the road and i think that the twins can definitely take advantage of that i like Sano for the pop potential and grossman for the salary cap reliefs uh grossman i believe has six hits in his first 12 at bats since getting called up to the show and uh, i think that those two make a really kind of interesting pairing especially when you consider how bad Volquez has been on the road yeah I agree John and I'm right I'm right there with you with Sano his price is climbing up lately and with good reason I own him in season-long leagues so I've been monitoring his progress quite a bit and and he there's just a lot to like with these guys and then you got Grossman decent salary relief has made four straight starts in left field for the twins there so uh yeah I can see I can see where you're coming from I mean Coffin Stadium of course very spacious target field Generally regarded as pitcher friendly, though uh, not quite as spacious as Kaufman, so sure. uh, something to watch out for there. Of course, uh, 
when I'm looking at the top price outfielders, I think I alluded to Mike Trout earlier, but I think he's actually has a good chance of returning value at 4,900. Yeah. I've seen a 15 to 20 point floor on him tonight. He's going up against uh, um, Martin Perez of the Rangers, and that game is uh, it has one of the bigger over unders on the I think slate. The highest, it maybe. does have the highest over under on the slate with 10. So you want to get a piece of that, and I think Trout is the perfect way to get it. Uh, otherwise, another outfielder top priced option. You can't go wrong with Mookie Betts tonight as part of any kind of stack, 4,600. I know Jackie Bradley's on fire, but he's up to 4,300, and I'm going to kind of fade him with a lefty-lefty matchup That's tonight. That's fair. I think Bradley, will, I mean, he's obviously going to continue to get in the lineup, but uh, I just think you can get more value or, or more upside with bets tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, with those guys, you got to pair them up with some value plays. I do like lefty Mitch Moreland has a platoon matchup against Shasin and the Angels. That's another one of our high over-under games of the evening here. Or, I mean, the highest, like we just mentioned, 10 there. So you, he's not a bad play. Um, oh, you know what? I wrote down Corey Dickerson against Tom Kohler, but uh, that game is going on now, so let's scratch that idea. Another mm-hmm. punt play you might want to consider in the outfield Ryan Rayburn at 2300 uh, for the for the Indians here um I'm sorry uh yeah Ryan Rayburn at 2300 uh getting into the lineup today uh possibly against the left-hander so uh there there's a decent amount to like there so uh just a few plays that you might want to uh consider this evening uh, I mean you're going to have to do make some I guess um excuse me uh make some concessions there sure if, if you're going to uh use that and i know i said ryan rayburn and the indians i meant the rockies against the red sox in that in that big high scoring game today exactly all right so i guess between hitters and pitchers john if you had to pick one overall chalk play who are you rolling with i'm gonna go with with uh samarja at, at 10 uh 10,800 like i said earlier going against the padres i really love his win probability especially at home against an, an offense that is so anemic it's it's like you said it's rivaling the braves right now it's giving them a run for their money in terms of just complete ineffectiveness so i i think that samarja is going to be able to go deep into the game uh fan a ton of batters and uh he's you know a little bit less than than sale and i think he has a similar sort of point projection for tonight all right yeah and my chalk play is going to be a hitter i think we're going back to the mike trout well tonight i know he's very expensive pretty much the most expensive hitter on the slate there but uh you know he gets the lefty righty matchup here mm-hmm. and I know that his platoon numbers aren't that outrageous, but again, this is a huge high-scoring game, so you want to get a piece of that in one way or another. Now, we kind of alluded to some of this uh, when we were going through the hitters, but your favorite stack of the day, John? Well, I, I want to make one more comment on your Trout thing as well. I think another thing that, that kind of helps Trout is that it seems like the, the Angels' offense is coming around a little bit behind him. It's not just Trout and then a bunch of 200 hitters. You know, It seems like they're, they're able to kind of mm-hmm. get, get the ducks on the pond a little bit more lately. So I think that, that makes Trout even more appealing than he normally would be. Uh, now, as for my favorite stacks of the day, um, like I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, I got Detroit middle of the lineup guys. I think that they're going to be able to tear it up tonight against Jeremy Hellickson. And then, uh, you know, pick your poison with the Twins. Uh, going against Volquez at home at Target Field, where Volquez is going to struggle. I feel very confident in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, as I pretty much said, as I was going position by position, I'm trying to I'm trying to get Betts, I'm trying to get Ramirez, I'm trying to get Bogarts, all those Red Sox, even Swihart into my lineups in any way possible against Taylor Rose. I feel like a, a very high-scoring game here. Oh, yeah. Just to summarize, of course, you, uh, the highest over-under games, just for 
we have a perspective from a purely Vegas standpoint. You've got Yuli Chassin in the Angels against Martin Perez in the Rangers, over-under of 10. And then we have two more games with an over-under of 8.5. One is the Rockies against the Red Sox, again, De La Rosa at Price. Another is the Orioles at the Astros. Didn't talk about a whole lot of those guys outside of Machado, but Chris Tillman against Doug Fister in that matchup. MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Just go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. All right, John, to close things up today, we want a quick hit on some tournament flyers, maybe guys that are outside of that top tier of pitchers that could bring you some success and hopefully some salary relief to hopefully get uh, some of those higher-priced options in your lineup. I mean, if you want to go with any of those stacks we discussed, a lot of them you're going to have to pay up for. So where are you looking for some salary relief in the pitching department? I'm definitely you know, going down the down the uh tiers to more of a value level but i you know i'm not going to sink too much lower than like the mid uh 8500 range or mid 8000 range just because as we discussed before the show things dry up pretty quickly after that but i'm going to go with justin verlander at 8500 uh at home against the phillies i know verlander it's been pretty clear for a while now that he's not you know the same guy he once was but it doesn't mean his days as a fantasy relevant pitcher are over per se now he's hit uh 40 plus fanduel points in six of his last seven starts including 45 or better in each of his last three averaging nine strikeouts per outing in each of those three now he's been better at home this season than he has on the road and he's going against an unimposing phillies lineup uh they have the third lowest weighted on base in the bigs this month at 286 and uh they're only 289 against righties on the year. So anytime you can get a guy in the mid-8,000s going against the Phillies at home, I think that's pretty tough to ignore. So I think I'm going to lock uh, Verlander into my tournament lineups uh, when I'm trying to save room for, for those really nice stacks uh, for hitters You know, later on. I see where you're coming from with Verlander. I do like that choice. I'm going to go with a very similarly priced option here. I like Jimmy Nelson at 8400 so save you just another 100 bucks. He does have a road start against the Braves and Julio Tehran, so maybe that's not going in his favor. But the Braves have gotten you know, a tad better of late, but they're still right now heading into Tuesday. They're tied with the Padres dead last with a 273 weighted on base percentage. Still the Barves. Yep, exactly. And also there is a... Um, yeah, I, they're just they're 283 against right-handed pitchers alone. So Jimmy Nelson could have a good game. Jimmy Nelson's really the only thing that's been close to consistent for the Brewers this year. And I know the Braves are minus 109 favorites, but the over/under in this game is seven. It should be tight. I just like the chances of Jimmy Nelson pitching deep into the game and hopefully getting some strikeouts to get you some potential there. Now I'm, we mentioned that the the low price options are really pretty terrible today if you think you have a hunch about the the reds dodgers game you can maybe think about bolsinger at 5800 or even daniel wright pitching for the reds at 5000 of course very risky either way but somebody's got to get a win there when maybe not a starter maybe they both go three and get torn up you never know but somebody's got to get a win there so there's always the opportunity and then we've seen matt harvey's price fall down to 7,500. He pitched against the Nats five days ago, and it was the worst start of his career, essentially. Mm-hmm. Didn't make it out of the third inning, but Matt Harvey at 7,500 should probably be in consideration. 
but I'm not going to use him, especially when he's going up against Strasburg tonight. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's literally a carbon copy matchup of what we saw on Thursday going against Strasburg, who is just shoving right now. He looks really good about it. I've been a little skeptical of Strasburg throughout his career, but I mean, he's really looking strong as strong as anything this year. So. Harvey just looks really lost on the mound to me. I, I don't know if he's if he's dealing with some lingering arm soreness after throwing so many innings last year or if his just confidence is a little shot that he feels like he's throwing with his best stuff and it's now he's getting tagged. And, you know, obviously after Thursday's outing where he gave up, I think, nine runs, six earned, uh, yeah, I'm staying away from him as well. I'm going to wait and see until he can, you know, show me something. Yeah, I mean, we saw that with Sonny Gray recently where he had really yeah. struggled and then it turns out he had an injury in play and is now on the DL to hopefully get that right. Hard to tell if it's the same situation with Harvey, but mm-hmm. it's also hard to explain how he's been this bad so far. So yeah. there's really, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of confusion there, but I, I wouldn't use Har- Harvey until he at least shows me something because you have a risk of getting burned like that once again. Seriously. All right, before I sign off quick, as of 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, our record time here, I want to give a quick weather update. Rays at Yankees, 31% chance of rain. Uh, the biggest risk tonight is probably Cubs at Cardinals, 53% chance of rain. And uh, Angels at Rangers, 28% chance of rain. So uh, something to maybe watch a little bit if you're thinking about using some of those stacks. Of course, this is provided by our partners at forecast.io. John and I each fell a few years short of our meteorology degree, so we're going to use outside sources here. I did get a B in weather and climate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I did take weather and climate with, uh, I think, a- Ackerman at, at Madison for any of the UW listeners out there. But, of course, we got to found a way to work that in there. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access. To check out rotowire.com on your own, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. Give me a follow at jakeski52. And I'm John McKechnie. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Benny Riccardi and James Seltzer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.